0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Support for Gigpod is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code Gigpod at manscaped.com. We've got a special guest in GigPod in this episode. We're talking to PDC Darts player and Celtic fan, John Henderson, who will be telling us about his favourite Celtic memories, what he's thought of this season, his trip to Seville for the UEFA Cup final, and his late, how he's faring in the PDC Darts this season. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you at the end of the show. Right, so this week on GigPod, it's a gig pod talks to special and we're delighted to have Celtic fan and PDC darts player John Henderson on the show. John it's great to talk to you. Hi thank you very
0: much for inviting me on yes I'm
1: looking forward to it. <laughs> oh brilliant no bother. So John even though you're a Celtic fan you don't come from Glasgow you actually come from Aberdeenshire and Huntley. So how come you became a Celtic fan in the first place? Well.
0: I've always I, I been a love, love my football since I've been a bear. I really have been a love my fitness. And uh, I was actually at my uncle Neil, he was in Aberdeen, he's a big Celtic fan. He actually teamed me to Pittaudry and we were sat right in the at the main stand at Pittaudry. And I don't know if you know the, 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 the tunnel Hi. right at the corner on the main stand. I'm sitting there and obviously I'm just, just a kid. And uh, Danny McGrain actually tapped me in the head on his way into the tunnel. And I was just blown away with that skin, It was great, and I think that was one of the reasons why I was Celtic because I was going to be my 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 team after that. And so Danny McGrain's got a lot to to thank for me being a Celtic fan. <laughs> 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 it seems weird, but it just it just stuck with me. And obviously my, my uncle Neil he was, he used to he didn't want to take me to Glasgow when I was just a young lad. Uh, so a teammate Patozby and obviously he'd, he hadn't been a big Celtic fan. Uh, and that's where it started from. And I've been a Celtic fan ever since.
1: And c- can you remember the first game at Celtic Park that you went to?
0: Uh, one of my first games, I can't remember the year. I remember it was against Aberdeen again. Uh, uh, we, 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 we trunched him down in Glasgow. I can't remember the school. I've got the, the programme up the stairs, but I think it was, I'm sure it was Aberdeen. Uh, and I remember, I always remember, one of, one of the first games was uh, the, the, the centenary uh, cup final. At Hamden uh, when we played Dundee United. I remember it was been my big game again going down myself. But uh, you think know, my first game at Parkhead was against one of the games against Aberdeen, right?
1: You know? And look, like, how did you get to the game? Did you help going like a Celtic supporters bus in like that?
0: Well, my, well, my cousin as well up here supports Celtic, so he can. He was a bit older than me, and he when he first passed his driving test, I got to go with him. And then obviously uh, we started, there was the more Emerald than Elgin, I started to join them. And uh, then we actually started our own Celtic supporters club in Huntley, I think it was in 96 we got that going, called the Grampian Shamrock. So so we used to go down the car with my cousin as early as age and then obviously down the bus when I was a bit older. And then we got our own group, uh, supporters club started up in uh, Huntley here, so it was brilliant, yeah, it was good. Yeah.
1: And who were your favourite players like uh, growing up as a youngster?
0: Yeah, uh, I would, well. Paul McStay was he was a big favourite of mine. I just he was put in the maestro, Ken, he was just so brilliant. That's cause I, I think it was I would say Paul McStay, Mark Aveni as well. Can I uh, like to watch him as well? But I would say Paul McStay in the early early age was the the one I used to enjoy watching the most.
1: Ah, uh, he was a he was a great player. I remember him when I was a young a young lad as well. I so uh, and I used like do you still go to games these days? Like when your schedule allows you? Uh, well, it's very
0: hard. That's, I, I think actually my thirtieth year as a season ticket holder. Uh, that's something I'll never give up. I'll, my season ticket will come to my grave with me. Uh, but uh, as I say, now that I'm a full time professional, I don't get as much Saturday as I would like. I get most midweek games, I'll be just jump in the car and I went there for a Champions League games or a midweek cup games or whatever, but Saturdays was kind of a hamper. I mean, if, I, if we get a weekend off, I'll, I'll go to the game, Like, but it's very hard now. Obviously, we've got a, a busy schedule with the PDC. They just seem to be putting more and more tournaments, so I don't get as much games as I would like, but it's it's hard to get them. But uh, no, no, I, get, I go at every opportunity that I have, like...
1: And what are your some of your favourite players and memories for me? recent times then seeing how so you had that season ticket all these years.
0: Oh, there's quite a few. Uh, obviously, Saval was fantastic. You kind have never, no, i experience a, a trip like it. Uh, just the, the whole, the whole campaign. I, I think I went every home game, and, I, uh, and we we actually were supposed to go to the Celta Vigo game, and I actually tuned in well, so I didn't get to go. But I got to every every home game, it was just a fantastic campaign, and they round it off with a, an amazing trip to Seville, you know, it was just an experience I'll never forget.
1: So you went to Seville for the game eh?
0: I went, went to Seville, I remember I was working and you we know, were waiting for the Can you, you get the little blue acceptance and on and the top of the letter and it was not coming in, and everybody in the bus, they got their letter, I think I was the last one up here to get mine, but Oh, when it came in, it was just all oh, the relief, fantastic. Book of flights,
1: Seville. Here we go. It was just fantastic. Really, I remember it well. Like, I see, I couldn't go. I had, any, I had a uni exam that day doing an air, and I couldn't oh, go. God. So I, I had to watch it, and I had to get the train back and meet my mates and watch it in a pub in Glasgow. So <laughs> and all my mates, like I used to go in the supporters' bus as well up here in Glasgow, and like they all got letters and all, and they all went and they were all loving it. And I'd sitting watching the pub, and that wasn't as good. But, like, Henry, uh, hen, Henry uh, were you at the the 6-2 game against Rangers?
0: was it a 6-2 game. I had, I had another one. I, can, I remember when the, the third one went in. Was it Lambert I got the third uh, one? It was, I think it was only about 15, 16 minutes ago, and everybody was looking, what's happening here? It was just just fantastic. I, Luba was the man for me at that time. He was just a... Cause a lot of people say, who's the, who's the, who's the greatest ever player at play itself? And I think, obviously, Henry Larson, but... Lou Bumarachic's a very close second because the man was skillful and I
1: think he just dominated that day, like, so. And, like, more recently we've had some great times in Ireland. Brendan Rodgers, uh, Neil Lennon, what have you made, uh, how we've done in more recent years?
0: Oh, uh, we've done very well. I know, can Brendan, maybe Brendan Leveron when he did a little sour taste and a bit, eh, uh what he did that invincible year, it was just fantastic. The, the football were playing again, it was playing it for the back, it was just great for a bit of watch. And unfortunately, Brendan went when he did, and I'd like to see him see it that season, but obviously, he was looking at the, the bigger picture for him going to Leicester. That maybe Leicester job might have been available at the end of the season, so I can see why he went. But it would have, it'd have been good to see him see it the season, but. No, the style of Fit by Brendan had them playing was fantastic and uh, hopefully we can get somebody like him back in there and get back to playing
1: that sort of fit by uh, we all hope that. And of course we're playing Rangers in our next game and let's hope we can win that game and maybe win the cup to round off this season. Has it been great? That'd be a good way to end it by winning the cup.
0: Uh it's been a it's been a you know, the season started off, can you know, obviously ten in a row being spoken about all the time and I'm sure it must have put a wee bit of pressure on the players and Obviously now you want to try and finish off with a, with a Cup win and obviously in Guy Bruni we send-off as well with a Cup win, so now it's quite important in this weekend now to get that win because obviously you're looking at this being the final, uh, beat them and then we're looking to win the Cup, so hopefully we can get that end up, which has been quite a poor season and Guy Bruni the send-off he deserves.
1: And will you be able to get to see the game John or are you on darts duty this weekend?
0: No, we're actually my next competition is actually the weekend after. From we, actually, I'm flying to Germany on th- next Thursday. Uh, well, hopefully my COVID test comes back negative, and then I I fly out to Germany next Wednesday. So I'm at home for a game. So uh, I'll be watching that.
1: And have you got a prediction? Have you got a prediction for us?
0: Uh well, well, the last couple of times we've actually dominated the results, and kind I've of gone for why. Obviously we lost, and then we got that draw the last time. But I think we've been playing better. And- if
1: we can get James Forrest in there fighting again, we've got a good chance. I'm going to go for a win. I reckon it'll be another, it'll be another win, but I reckon we'll get that single goal, 1-0 win. win. Uh, here's hoping James Forrest would be a big player for us. He has been brilliant. So if we go into your uh, darts career, how did you get into becoming a darts player in the first place, John?
0: Well, it's quite weird. Kind of, obviously, I'm, I'm a, I like a, a, cricket's quite big in Huntley, so I used to go down and watch them a lot. And uh, they, they used to have these little pool and darts competitions in the cricket club, and I just just, just to carry on on a Friday night. And I always seemed to win every... We weren't a darts players, but I was out winning them. So I was invited to play in what they call a super league. It's kind of like a step up for the pub league. Uh, and... Uh, the, one of the, the captain of Scotland at the time actually saw me playing and, and invited me into the county system. and So within throwing my first dart in, was it, 1992, I actually was playing for the county team and then obviously progressed and got to play for Scotland. So it all started, just been doing to watching the cricket. Darts was never in my never in my head back then. like, And it's just it's something I was good at and uh, I just I've learned the, the game of,
1: practiced and practiced and a lot of hard work I've got to where I am now, like, so it's, just, it's been a strange story, just down to the cricket club. I'm going to have to ask you about that night against uh, MVG and Aberdeen in the Premier uh-huh. League, that was absolutely unbelievable, with the Piper playing you in and your comeback to get a draw and the fans going mad, that must be um, like one of the highlights uh, of your career, that was fantastic. Okay. Yes it
0: was, it was uh I got the call, obviously we heard that Gary Anderson had a back injury and they were, they were only deciding what they were going to do so when they actually decided to go with this challengers getting one local player from every venue well I'm the only professional from up this way so I had a good chance of getting the nod so obviously from we went on to the stage 4,000 screaming in my name it was just absolutely fantastic what a, what a feeling just a great can it just your hairs the hairs the body, and I can even for a speaker. But I, I sometimes watch you back in the, in the in the in the DVD, and you know it's a fantastic night. And to cap it off, I played well and I got a draw against the man himself, Michael. So it just capped off a, a fantastic fantastic experience and a great night.
1: The atmosphere was sort of similar to what you get at a football game, even at Celtic Park.
0: I know, that's just going to change that way well, years ago. When I actually played my first Lakeside in 2005, eh, it was just silent. And you could hear a pin drop, but now Barry Hearns turned the, the PDC into like, like a big big show, Rasmutuk, and it's selling big tickets and 10,000 screaming fans. And Honestly, you, you, you can hardly hear them when you're playing. You hear them, but if you're playing well, you're so engrossed in the game, you can hardly hear them. It's 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 weird. Like one voice is worse than a thousand voices. So, but no, it's it's fantastic. It's the darts is huge now. It's. Okay, we're, I think we're I think one of the second most watched sport on Sky after the football. So it just shows you how it's progressed over the years. Like, but but that night in Aberdeen was just fantastic. And obviously being a local, they got a lot of support for for the darts players up here. So it was good.
1: And is any of your fellow darts players big football fans like yourself?
0: Um, not so much from Scotland, uh, like Gary, Robert, Peter. They don't have really folly football. But down south, there's like Joe Cullen, big Man United fan. Michael van Garwin's a big PSV Eindhoven fan. Uh, Vincent van der Iops. so the, the Dutch lads like their football. Uh, but if I'm being honest, there's not really big big fo- footballing fans like. Like well, what, there's a youngster coming in in the new like because Willie Bolland he's a big Rangers fan, so. We kind of hear a
1: wee banter with him at the, at the table at the darts, but apart from that, no. Joe Collins is a big Man United fan. And apart from that, no, aren't really, no. And how difficult has it been playing uh, with the COVID restrictions? I mean, I watched the the World Championship last year, and it was good the first night with fans, but it really wasn't the same with no fans. You'll be hoping like for the tournament this year and for the other tournaments this year that maybe fans can get in by the end of the year.
0: Oh, you yeah, definitely. It's, it's really strange, obviously. The ref, when you, if you score a 180, the referee screams 180 and you turn around and there's this silence. They've got this audio playing in the background and it's we just hear this crackling noise. Which, oh, but, uh, you hear it better on the telly, but no, it is strange. I think there's a lot of players thrive on the playoff, the, the, the crowd. Like We've got a couple of players, De Souza won the Grand Slam and... Dimitri, won the, Dimitri van Der Berg won the match play. Would they have won it? with crowds in? Possibly no. Great players and deserved their wins, but I think players like Michael van Gerwen thrives on the crowd, and I think his dipping form, he's missing the crowd. Like I say, it's a bit of football as well. I think if, if we were at Celtic Park this year, I don't believe we'd be struggling the way we have. I think Celtic thrive on that. We're like a 12th man. And I think I can see the top players in the darts as well, using the crowd as well. So they're sadly missed, and hopefully this year we're, we're going to get some, some normality back and get them back in and make darts normal again.
1: And you'll be hoping to get back to Celtic Park this year as well. I mean, it, no having fans has affected every club, but as you say, I think it has affected Celtic badly. I mean, the fans can do a lot for Celtic, and I think Celtic did that audio noise too, but that's, that won't be nothing compared to like sixty thousand fans, we will be hoping to get back to Celtic Park this year as well.
0: Oh, definitely. it be good just to hopefully we be. I believe they're getting fans back for Hamden for the Euros, so hopefully by the time the Scottish Cup final comes in, we'll get back in there and get support and winning the cup like so. But no, I've missed, I've missed my fat bar really. I've got the virtual. We watch every game from where at home. Obviously, I've got in most games because we've been at home, stuck at home like. But so I've got that. So it's good to see every game, but. It's not the same being there. It's just missing it so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's really not the same. So, what's your schedule like for the rest of the season? With the darts, you're back playing next week. Then, is that right?
0: Well, we've we've actually been back. This is my third tournament this year. Obviously, we had Super Series. We're playing in Milton Keynes. We go. Milton Keynes is good because it's got the whole big hotel for all the players to stay. Because once we go in, we get our COVID testing. We got to stay in a bubble. So. The good thing about the MP' Doans Arena, they've got they've got something like four or five hundred hotel rooms. Plus, they've got the Marshall Arena where we can play the darts, so we are good doing theirs. This will be my third time, but this one's in Germany, which I'm quite surprised either putting us out there under it, because I believe they are quite strict out there at the moment. So, uh, I'm, uh, we're going out there next Wednesday. Now, after that, I'm not sure what's happening because they're changing the rules every every day. So the PDC can't really plan too far in front ahead, so they're kinda of taking it a, a tournament at a time. So I, I all I can tell you that now we, what we're doing is we go to Jenna next week and then we just go to take it from there and we'll, we'll get word hopefully next week sometime when the next tournament will be. So it's just a case of playing it by you now.
1: Well, at least that gives you more time to watch Celtic if you waiting to see what's happening. <laughs>
0: Oh, it is. As I said, just go the film. We watch, me and my wife watch it every, every Saturday, and it's just, it's, at least we've got that. It's not the same, but at least we've got that. Like, and we keep in touch with the boys, like
1: so. Aye, so John, thanks very much for talking to us on a uh, gig pod. Have you got, like, uh, your Twitter you'd like to plug or anything?
0: I, well, I, am. I do follow it to my management team, just Twitter, but I do do the
1: Twitter, like it, so I am on. Right, no problem, we'll plug your Twitter for you at the end of the show as well. So John, no. thanks very much for uh, joining us on a uh, GigPod and hopefully Celtic Day well for this season and good luck to yourself for the rest of the season and the PDC as well. Thank you
0: very much
1: John and thanks a lot for inviting me on to this podcast, thank you very much. No problem. Thanks to John Henderson for talking to us, he was a great guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Hendo180 and his website is johnhenderson.tv Of course you can follow us on Twitter at Gigpod find us in all the usual places give us a 5 star review you know the drill by now We're back later this week with a look at previous cup games against Rangers ahead of the game at the weekend and we'll also have a preview of the game in the cup but of course we need to win at the weekend to keep the season alive And we'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening as usual and hail, hail.